Welcome to the Lock Sportscast, episode number five, Potluck. I'm your host, Charles Krent. In today's episode, more evidence of community generosity, more chances to win one of my pack locks, lock sport may help with PTSD, and a few famous pickers. This episode is probably going to be a little short. Uh, I didn't have much news coming in this week. We'll start off with some corrections and additions. So last week I did my episode on the community and all the great stories that I shared there from people on Reddit. One of those people that shared was Williams Brain. That's his username on Reddit. This really isn't a correction, but... I say I will give a shout out to those people who help supply me with uh, news and stories for the show. Since he shared on Reddit, I noticed that this week he started a new YouTube channel. So I wanted to go ahead and give him a shout out retroactively here. So if you check him out, he's on YouTube as I believe it's William's Brain. I'll make sure the link is in the show notes or the description of the YouTube version of this, and you can go there and check that out. I wanted to thank everyone who contributed to this episode and to everyone that has shared this podcast with their friends and other lockpickers. Every little bit helps. And in order to encourage more sending me information, more sharing the podcast with others, I've decided that I am going to change the rules for my Pack Lock a Month giveaway that I was doing on my YouTube channel. It's still going to be on my YouTube channel as far as the draw and stuff, but the rules are going to change. How you enter is going to change, and it's going to give people more chances for entries because previously I had as little as three entries in a month for, for one month, which was a little disappointing. So instead of the old rules where you had to use the word I give you in a sentence in the comments below the video, there's not going to be one giveaway video. The giveaway is going to run all month from the first day of the month to the end of the month. And to be entered, you have two main options. One is to provide me with uh, information on Locksport or Locksport community or tool manufacturers or lock manufacturers, something I can use in the podcast. Just Go ahead and share. Like I said before, if you send too much, it doesn't matter. I will filter through it. I would rather have too much than not enough. So send me anything you think I might use because if you send me a piece of information that I use in the podcast, you will receive one entry per item. So if you send me five things that I can use in one podcast, you'll have five entries just that week alone, and then more chances for the rest of the month. And that includes your giveaways. That includes giveaways on your channel. If you share a giveaway with me that you're running on your channel, I include it in my podcast. That's one of the things I regularly want to cover. That's an entry for you in my giveaway. So just a little bonus there. Another way to get an entry is to share this podcast with others. So if you share it on social media 
or share it with a friend some way that you can prove to me that you did it, I will give you an entry for that share. So if you share it on social media and I have an account on there and you tag me in it so you make sure that I see it, that's an entry. If I don't have an account there or you don't think I'll see it if you tag me, take a screenshot or or some other way of providing proof and email it to me. That'll work too. That's an entry. If you have a friend who has a lock sport channel on YouTube or something else where they're doing a giveaway, they have to be the ones to to authorize me to share the giveaway. That's kind of the way I have things set up, so I'm not just sharing people's giveaways they don't want shared. So if you contact them, tell them about the podcast, have them email me the information about their giveaway, and tell me that you sent them, that counts one entry for them for sharing their giveaway and one entry for you for sharing it with them because that's my proof that you shared it with them. That's good enough for me. That's proof that you shared it with somebody and I will get you both entered. Like I said, the giveaway will be run through the entire month. So the winner will be drawn at the beginning of the following month and will have one week to contact me via email to claim the prize. One other thing I probably should touch on is that if you are sending in something you want me to use anonymously, uh, that's, that's fine. And if that's not the only news item you've shared in the month, it will count as an additional entry for you in the giveaway. If it's the only thing that you personally have shared with me for the entire month, I won't enter you in the giveaway because if you were to win in the draw, it would kind of uh, kill your anonymity for that news thing. People might be able to figure out who you are. So I'll just say that I only bring that up because I do have an anonymous item this week. The usual rules apply as far as shipping. I will pay for shipping if I can ship it within the U.S. If you live outside the U.S., you can enter, but you'll have to pay for shipping if you win or make some other arrangements, which we'll have an example of later in this episode. I reserve the right to change these rules as I need during the course of the year. That was one of the original rules, and that's the rule I'm using now to change the rules. And I reserve the right to disqualify anyone for any reason. My decisions are final. This giveaway is a thank you to my subscribers and my listeners and those who help me produce my podcasts. In addition, anyone who contributes information that I use in this show will be thanked on the podcast by name if they so choose. If you provide me with a link to your YouTube channel, your podcast, your blog, whatever you want, shout it out. I will do that. I will shout it out on the podcast and put a link in the show notes for everyone to get there. You will also get a producer credit for that episode that will be listed in the show notes and also put in a log that I'm running for anybody who helps out and what episode they were helped out in. I'm kind of following a uh, model from one of my favorite podcasts where you guys help me with the podcast. You are de facto producers. So on that note... Content producers for this episode include Starrylock, who has a YouTube channel, and I'll mention more about his channel later in the giveaway section. 
but he does a lot of videos. It's a very active channel. He's uh, He's got a giveaway running that will be mentioned later, and uh, there'll be links in the show notes below to get to his channel, or you can just search out Starry Lock. I believe he's the only one that comes up. I've also got some information that was shared by an anonymous party. And for the special thanks section here, I want to give a, a shout out to Pick Pals, who reshared my post about the podcast on their Instagram channel to their subscribers. And since I say I'm going to shout out anybody who significantly helps the podcast or shares information, they get a, a free shout out here. It's, I didn't ask them to, to share it. They just did it. And I think that counts. I believe they're located in Australia. So if you are, have some uh, need for lock picking supplies in Australia, check out pickpals.com.au. The link will be in the show notes. And this week, we have a first, a little explanation here. Last week in the show notes, I buried in the show notes, I didn't mention it in the podcast, but I buried in the show notes a paypal.me link and a link to a Patreon that I set up. I didn't mention it in the podcast because it's really not on my priority list to get money right now. I need information. I need people to share the podcast. I need help keeping the podcast going by getting information. But one person picked up on that donation link and actually donated $20. And I just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you. Now, the, the tricky part is, since I hadn't actually thought this through and planned this out, and he didn't leave a note, I don't know what the intention was for the donation. What, as far as, did he intend for me to mention his name on the podcast? Did he intend for it to be anonymous? And I know some people have YouTube channels under alternate names, and they don't they keep them very separate from their real identities. And what I get on paypal.me is your real name. But I want to make sure I say thank you. So I'm going, I've decided, I talked it over with my wife and decided that it would be safe for me to, in this episode, thank this person by their first name. So James, thank you for the $20 donation. It is much appreciated. In the future, We'll kind of run the, the rules like this. If you decide you want to donate money to the podcast to help out with the costs of hosting or equipment or anything like that, if anybody leaves a donation without any kind of note, they will be thanked by first name only, just like I did here. If you leave a note, I can give you a shout out. Let me know if you want a channel or anything like that shared, and I would do so. If you want to be completely anonymous, then mention that in a note. Uh, if you do donate, you will also be listed as a uh, producer. In this case, since there's only one person, it's James. And James, if you want full credit, send me an email. I know your last name. You know your last name. So I'll know if it's you or not. Send me an email. I can give you credit in the show notes for this. I can also uh, give you the proper credit in the next episode. But I'm going to say that since he donated $20, he is the executive producer for this episode. 
since he is the highest donation in this episode, and if there were any others, they would be associate executive producers. Like I said, trying to model from a podcast that I enjoy listening to, and that's the way they do things. Again, though, I want to be clear what I am primarily looking for for support for this podcast is news. This podcast cannot survive without your support. Continuing on that uh, thought, if you are getting value from this show, please help support the show by sending in your news links giveaways to podcast at thelocksportscast.com or any of the other contact methods listed in the show notes. Share it with your friends or you can contribute financially by uh, one of the links in the show notes below. Now, into some good news from the community. This last week on my YouTube channel, Charles Builds Crap, I picked a winner for the Packlock a Month giveaway for June, and that was Pocket Women. And she's located in Australia, so as part of the rules, I can't ship to Australia without collecting some money for the shipping which I know from experience is going to be 20-some-odd dollars, $27 or something like that. Other community members stepped up and said, hey, I've got a package being shipped to Australia, a big box of locks. If you can ship it to this address in the U.S., we'll get it added to that, and we can get it to her in Australia. She agreed to that. She accepted that. So it's a great example of how the community works together. I really thank everyone for their help in that and helping to arrange that. So now, uh, some Locksport-related news. Stuff I found digging around on uh, Instagram. We have Mako Locks is now doing custom engraving on their locks. I don't know all the details. I just saw the Instagram post, and uh, I'll have a link to that post in the show notes. They also posted, just right before I started recording this, that they are now offering a aluminum lotto-type padlock. I'm not sure what that means, lotto-type padlock, but it has a you know an aluminum body and looks a lot like a, an American-style clone. I'll leave a link for that in the show notes below, or you can just go to Instagram and look up their posts, and you should find it. Packlock shared an Instagram post earlier that said that they're looking for photos to use in their new catalog. So if you can submit photos of your pack locks in use, a good quality photo, something that's good enough to be used in print, uh, you can have your photo of your lock in their catalog and get a 10% uh, discount coupon for your next order. That's what I believe I read in there. For exact details, check out their Instagram channel. I'll have a link to the exact post in the show notes. In other community news, I've got a story here. Well, not really a story, but uh, some information shared by an anonymous person who uh, I believe this is in response to last week's stuff about the Locksport community. He says, I have PTSD and some of the tools that we use are distractions that are hyper-focused. Locksport is perfect for this. When I recognize that I'm getting triggered or need to remove myself from an environment that is triggering, Locksport is there. Whether it's manipulation, 
picking a difficult lock, or turning pins, it all helps. The positive community is also helpful given the trauma and experience I had in the past. And I think that's great because picking a, a really difficult lock, I find, acts almost like a form of meditation. You're so focused on what you're doing, what you're feeling, what you're hearing, that you push everything else out of your mind, which is a big part of meditation. There are some real benefits to lock picking itself. And I just wanted to share that great little story with the community. Now, I don't have a lot of time this week to prepare a main topic like I normally would here. And since there weren't a lot of stories coming in, I didn't have anything to compile together, really. So I just have a couple of things here that kind of... Well, there's one story I came across by accident that I found interesting. And so I thought I would mention a few famous lock pickers in history. Not much, certainly not an exhaustive list, but here we go. Some of you, probably quite a few of you, are familiar with uh, Charles Babbage. Charles Babbage was a pioneer in the computer, not really the computer field, but he, back in the uh, 1800s, developed some mechanical calculators and a much more advanced machine that he called the analytical engine, which was basically a mechanical computer. He never he didn't finish these projects, but here in uh, about 1991, there was a group that got together and completed uh, one of his models. And I saw it demonstrated live at the Computer History Museum in California, and it was fascinating to watch. Well, one thing I didn't know is that uh, Charles Babbage also invented, I can't pronounce it, but the device used to look into the eye and eye examinations, the pilot or cow catcher on the front of locomotives. If you've ever seen the old steam locomotives with what they call the cow catcher, that was invention by Charles Babbage also. But more relevant to us here, his other interests included lock picking and a code breaking and a few other things. But I just thought it was interesting. He's been kind of a figure that I've known about for a long time because I've been into computers for for decades. And to see that he shared this interest, I found quite interesting because a lot of people who are into lock sport right now, if you go through and look on the Discord and stuff, there are a lot of IT type people that are also into lock sport. Something about it seems to attract that type of personality. So another person that was interested in Locksport type stuff would have been Richard Feynman. You know, if you're familiar with Richard Feynman, he was a physicist, famous physicist, was involved in the Manhattan Project that gave us the first atomic bomb. And while at Los Alamos trying to build this bomb, he was a little mischievous and uh, he started investigating combination locks on the cabinets and desks of other physicists. He would often find that the combinations were left to the factory default settings. They were written down somewhere, easy to find, or they used real easily guessable combinations like dates or numbers that are important to physicists. 
And in one case, uh, he found that three filing or yeah, three filing cabinets of a colleague had been set to the same combination, which was an easily guessable number for a physicist. And he left notes in the cabinets as a prank, spooking his colleague and leading them to think that there was a spy that had gained access to him. I don't know why a spy would leave a note in their filing cabinet after he broke in, but paranoia being what it is, and as we know, there appeared to be spies in the Manhattan Project, so probably not too far off the mark, just looking at the wrong person. On a related note, um, a lot of you may have heard of Alfred C. Hobbs, who was the American locksmith who picked the two quote-unquote unpickable Victorian English locks, the Brahma and the Chubb Detector. And I happened to find links this week for videos on how both of those locks work. So I'll have those in the show notes below. They're both pretty fascinating locks. And looking at it, the they would both be quite difficult picks, even today, knowing exactly how they work. And with all the uh, new techniques we have, they, they look like they would still be pretty difficult locks. And... Uh, Frankly, I'd love to get a get a crack at them. Okay, so some other stuff I have here. When it comes to karate belts, we don't have any new black belts listed by the time I am recording this. Looking at uh, what's been happening on the Discord, I think we're not too far away from having at least one more here soon, but I haven't had an official announcement before this podcast, so... Nothing there, but I do have the latest counts for the belts on the Reddit. We have a total of 3,629 people participating. Of those, 646 are white belts. 1,050 are yellow. 1,255 are orange. 385 are green. 134 are blue. 72 are purple. 31 are brown belts. 29 are red belts, and 27 now are black belts, thanks to last week's new black belt. Well, and now we're on to giveaways. Starlock is still doing his Shout Out Monday series, where he highlights a channel with fewer than 100 subscribers, and then incentivizes people to subscribe to that channel and leave comments by having a monthly giveaway for a Law Lock Tools gift certificate. So it, I will provide a link in the show notes to his channel. Go check it out. And he'll give you the information you need to get entered into that giveaway. And as I mentioned earlier, the rules on my Pack Lock a Month giveaway have changed. The giveaway is still going on. And I will be announcing the winner on both the podcast and in a YouTube video on the channel. So Let's be clear, I don't expect people to listen to the podcast if they're not into podcasts. But if you provide me with information and you share the podcast with anybody you think might be interested in listening to the podcast, you're still in the giveaway. You don't have to listen to the podcast to win. Just have to provide me with information. So remember, this podcast needs your support. Please send me any information you have that is Locksport related. Even if you don't think it's important, it might just be the bit of information that I need. It also might get you entered into my Packlock giveaway. 
So if you support the show in some way, like providing the information I can use, sharing the podcast with a friend, I will enter you in the giveaway. I will give you a shout out on the podcast. And so make sure that you give me any information you want added to that shout out when you give me the information and, you know, a link to your YouTube channel or a blog or anything like that. And I will get that shouted out. Thanks. Bye. Whose motorcycle is this? It's a chopper, baby. Whose chopper is this? Zed's. Who's Zed? Zed's dead, baby. Zed's dead.